Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher. I'm a mystic, a spiritual midwife, and a transformational guide. And I am so excited and delighted to welcome today, Marion Rose. Welcome, Marion. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much, Joni. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. And it took us a while to make this happen. <laughs> we had a few false starts, but we, we're here. We, we absolutely did. Yes. And we are here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for just keeping on going so that we would absolutely be here today. Yes. And this is, so you are my second episode and interview for the new year and the new decade. So I think that's very auspicious. Mm, I think it's, it's a powerful year, hey, 2020. Yes, indeed, indeed. So let me share a little bit about you. And so our listeners have a sense of what they're in for. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So Marion has a PhD on the mother infant relationship from Cambridge University. And she has trained in modalities, including psychosynthesis psychotherapy. She's a mom. She has a 17 year old daughter and a 13 year old son. And at this moment, she is particularly passionate about the bigger picture of mothering and how it relates to colonialization, cultural conditioning and reconnecting with our true nature as loving and willing beings. And in particular, she loves helping moms get free from guilt, claim their true power as mothers, and understand how important mothering is. Yay! I want to say yay, yay. for that. <laughs> yay! <laughs> yes! Yes! So I, I want to dive in and ask you about your passion, this how it relates to the cultural conditioning and reconnecting with our true nature as loving, willing beings. I haven't heard it expressed that way, but I'm super excited about that. So Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, it's always tricky, isn't it, to, to condense things. I, I, I think really I started off with 25, 30 years ago, really interested in the mother-infant relationship and went on a whole long journey with that. And in the last few years, I've really been seeing that on a much bigger picture level, that really that transformation through mothering. And by that, oh. I mean, not only helping our children, helping the next generation come into the world, staying connected with who they really are, but also that invitation that we have as mothers to, to transform through the mothering journey. But also on a much bigger picture level, I'm really seeing the the call of these times for for us all. I think whether we're mothers or not, to really uh, mothers, women, to mm -hmm. to really claim our true sacred power as women and mothers, and to really understand 
true power and true love and how I think this culture that we've been in for at least the last 2000 years has really disconnected us from that true nature and I think we're really being called to to reclaim that and reconnect with who we really are so that's kind of a bit of a summary for start (laughs) yeah so I would say you and I are definitely on the same page with that one (laughs) yes and that it's words I might use are are just kind of the words of the valuing of both our role as mother and the, the the feminine and what we bring and just having more uh, having more of a contribution or more of a conscious contribution is what I hear you naming and that certainly work that I am a stand for as well and and I think it starts a lot with valuing ourselves and our role as mothers yes I I so agree with you Joni and I think you know the way I see it now it's really a result of colonization which is you know goes back even before that which is you know really where the feminine was devalued and particularly mothers I think we we're still in this culture that really peddles this lie that mothers are not powerful and not important and I think there's nothing that can be further than the truth that as mothers we are profoundly important we we have a profound impact on the next generation and really I see if we look at the bigger picture right now the politics that are happening I, I think we can trace so much back to to this domination paradigm and that as mothers we have the power to really change that through our mothering through our self-mothering mm-hmm. <laughs> and through you know really changing the, the the paradigm that we're living within yes and of course the thing that most lit me on fire that that you teach about and put out into the world and that I saw on Instagram was this whole concept of power with as opposed to power over so if you can dive into that one this this is really important and it's really at the crux of the matter of what I hear you talking about yes so again, I, I would see this as part of a much bigger cultural paradigm that we've been in for at least 2000 years, the, mm-hmm. the domination paradigm, which was really being based on those that have the most economic or social or political or just physical power, use that power over others to make others, you know, to coerce others into doing things. And that's happened in everything from parenting to politics to, mm-hmm. you know, the whole the whole king and servants thing you know, mm-hmm. everywhere we see and and I think what often happened is that got passed down from generation to generation so it was the the old school authoritarian parenting which was you know the parents had the power and the children were the powerlessness ones and there were all kinds of things that were used as part of that coercion and shaming and guilt and punishment and force and push and all of that kind of stuff which you know has really profound consequences and leads to children either going into um, compliance and Mm -hmm. you know from that sense of powerlessness just kind of putting up with it or then going into power over themselves and then that you know it just gets passed down from generation to generation and I really see 
uh, as mothers, you know, our invitation to really see how deeply we've been affected by growing up in that paradigm, mm. it, it, particularly in the places where we go into powerlessness in our own mothering and in other places in our lives, uh, and where we go into power over, so where we go into mm-hmm. even subtle forms of power over or coercion, and how we do that in ourselves. You know, for me, we internalize that that power over paradigm so most of us do that by either forcing ourselves to do things guilting ourselves to do things and not listening to ourselves all of that kind of stuff so I really see the invitation is to to help ourselves move out of that free ourselves from that cultural conditioning and raise a new generation of human beings who who brought up with power with rather than power over which is all about uh, understanding willingness and why children do as they do and don't do as they don't do. And, you know, it's a, a really a whole new picture, which is for me, true power, which is very different from the power over we see, for example, in politics at the moment, we see a mm. lot of power over happening. Mm-hmm. And for me, that always comes from, from powerlessness, doesn't it? If we see particularly, I call them the three white men at the moment who are in uh, big positions of power is you know, that's not true power. For me, that's, that comes from powerlessness because when we feel that true power in ourselves, we don't need to use power over others. We don't need to coerce or punish or hurt others because we feel that deep interconnectedness, which is about the being connected with the life force of the universe, isn't it? So we don't, you know, we don't need to make people do things because we're in that position. And I do think there's a calling at the moment for women and women identifying people to really, really understand that true power and really reconnect with that and heal our own hurts from the domination paradigm because I think it's the feminine that's been called to stand in that new power to support the masculine to to free itself from that old paradigm. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. And it's it's such, it's important work but it's also can be so subtle because as you said it's it's like the air we breathe and the water we're swimming in so yes i i think about my own journey in parenting my daughter and um you know in those in those moments those very real moments of powerlessness that show up at every stage of the game yes it's, it's that how do i meet that and not try and assert as you said that that domination or control or and it's it's so like in the nervous system yes Um, yeah so can you say a little bit about whether the the work you do or how you work with people when they notice for example they're in that powerlessness or that activated what i would call activated state to to help find or reconnect yeah i tend to think there are well there are many ways but i find there are two key ways one is really developing a lot of compassion for ourselves in Mm. those powerlessness places and to understand that is completely normal and natural because you know most of us by the time we're adults would have had probably thousands of experiences of being coerced into doing things uh, you know, forced into doing things 
uh, and also, which I didn't really mention, is not having our, our natural feelings around that coercion being heard. So for me, that's mm. an expression of, of outrage and frustration. You know, for children to get to express that, that's part of them releasing those feelings of powerlessness. So that it's so normal and natural that as we're mothers that, or in any relationship actually, but particularly in mothering, that those feelings of powerlessness are going to bubble up and that that's an opportunity to to not hit ourselves with those emotional sticks of guilt and shaming which are part of that same paradigm but to actually learn to be compassionate with ourselves in those places and I think that's one of the key points is really compassionate understanding of why we can feel that degree of powerlessness because it's so excruciating isn't it powerlessness it's one of the most <laughs> un uncomfortable feelings to be with you, know, you laugh because it's like isn't it terrible it <laughs> is i'm laughing really. because it is <laughs> yes and that kind of you know i often think laughter is a bit of release of, of fear and just discomfort isn't it when we connect in with i i remember yes. some of my most painful parenting moments really they've all come from that position of powerlessness so I think number one is lots and lots of compassion for ourselves and understanding that, you know, this is coming up, it's from the past, it's yes. normal and natural to feel this way. And it's, you know, we're trying to heal, our bodies and psyches are trying to heal from those experiences. Right. So it's a matter of making progress, but not expecting ourselves to be perfect, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah, so, well, uh, there are there's another way I tend to go then which is really finding ways to to get uh younger parts to be heard so the more mm. we can hear that powerlessness or have someone else hear it and hear get to express our our outrage and our frustration ideally not to our children but to some uh, to an adult who can listen to us mm -hmm. you know that's going to be a really helpful way that it shows up less in our parenting for example yes. so that's another really helpful way is to really see that you know, as you say, it's such a nervous system thing. It's it's you know a fight or flight mechanism showing mm -hmm. up, and mm -hmm. and those pieces are really just wanting to be completed. So having someone who can listen to us and support us in that compassionate listening, I think, is so 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 helpful. Mm. Yes. So I'm feeling drawn to to ask about the partner aspect. And I, I don't yes. know if that comes up a lot for you in yes. your work with clients or. Yes. And I, and I think often it's the similar, similar themes show up and it's not only just, you know, for, for men as well, I see a lot of, of powerlessness showing up and, and often if they're dads as well, that can mean that, this you know new ways of parenting that are not power over can can be quite challenging mm -hmm. for men so yeah is that is that what you're meaning talking more about that well that but also i i guess i'm just wondering if the relational dynamic between parents comes up or whether it's the disagreements over parenting styles or just the the shifting of the power structure it's it seems like it it would it's not happening in a vacuum you know it's happening yes. as we yes. are relating to our partners and as they are doing their parenting and as they have feelings about our parenting or whatnot so yes yes i think it so often happens don't you that that often just like with our children that in our partnerships 
we can go into those powerlessness places in ourselves and we become the child and we're we're seeing our partner through that lens Mm -hmm. and they're becoming the parent who isn't listening to us or who uh, you know his you know whatever the the original hurts were and we go mm-hmm. back into those powerlessness places and again we have those two choices it appears to be the old-fashioned two which was either to be powerless and resentful and hurt or to move it into power over and that might be in again more outward or more subtle ways you know often i think for women power has often been in kind of quite um indirect ways we've tried to to gain power so Mm -hmm. the the kind of subtle or not so subtle ways of doing that Uh, and I think again you know really coming to this to this new way of understanding that a it's that compassionate peaceful for the powerlessness but then it's also cultivating this new power which is true power, which is power with, which isn't about that old paradigm of power over, but it's, it comes from that deep sense of connectedness and that deep sense of, um, you know, our body's power, the, mm. being connected with the power of the universe, that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would love to hear you talk about just as, as children grow developmentally, certainly from like an an infant stage or a, you know, a toddler or preschooler stage, how, what that looks like in terms of the power with, um, do you, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, um, I think there are a few different things we can, we can think about. I have a little mantra that can be really helpful for, for us as parents is because part of true power is actually willingness so rather than uh, coercion or force Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's actually understanding willingness and how we can be connected with our willingness as adults but also how we can support our children in staying connected to their true willing nature Mm. so it's really it's really understanding if our child isn't willing to cooperate for example is to to look behind that what's going on for them what are what are they needing how how can we both get our needs met so it's really it comes back to that lovingness part is staying connected and being curious and understanding um mm. you know what's going on for them the other thing is really providing them with a an environment that supports their staying connected with their willingness so that's uh supporting their agency uh giving them lots of choice and autonomy mm-hmm and then the third piece is really supporting them where when their what I call their willingness channel gets silted up. So it's really normal and natural for particularly small children to to feel powerless, to feel frustrated, and to have natural feelings of you know the frustration, the outrage, and the powerlessness sitting in their bodies. And the way that we can help them with that is really listening to those feelings. So being mm. empathic and listening to the frustration listening to the tantrums because tantrums are part of that natural expression of those feelings uh, so the more we can uh, increase our capacity to be in that uh, um, ability to be with those big feelings which often requires us to do our own inner work around our own outrage mm-hmm. and frustration so that we can stay calmly present with those big feelings in them what happens then is they're they're holding in fewer of those powerlessness feelings which means uh they they feel more power in their bodies that that natural willingness channel is is working they feel feeling more connected with that which means they're more likely 
to cooperate with us, they feel more connected with us, and they're less likely to go into uh, what we could call power over for children, which are things like hitting or pushing or throwing or taking all of those kinds of things, mm -hmm. which from this model is really an expression of unexpressed feelings of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. So it's really, yeah, carry on. Oh, just wondering, is biting yes. part of that as well? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, all of those things. Biting, okay. pinching, pushing, ah. taking, throwing, hitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all those natural feelings that just haven't been expressed in healthy ways. It's really mm. knowing that, you know, it just means that there's some frustration, some outrage that just needs to come out. And it's usually through that kind of rah, through the... Yes through the tantrum which is which is not about hurting anyone but it's really that really reclaiming that as a beautiful natural feeling that we all have and mm. and really differentiating that and again in our wider culture we can look at that even for us as adults you know i differentiate if i'm seeing what's going on in the planet or the politicians you know i can feel my outrage there's a really different um, quality from feeling outrage and having a really clear, what I call a neo-no to that. Like I'm really not willing for this to happen, mm -hmm. which, is very, which is very different from either feeling really powerless about it, which we can have lots of compassion for, or going into our own power over, which might be judgment or, you know, wanting to hurt the other, you know, and it's the same for us, whatever age we are, whether a two-year-old or a 50-year-old is <laughs> like... <laughs> The more we get to compassionately hear the powerlessness and the outrage and the frustration, the more we actually come to that true sense of power, which to me is the mm. uh, is the the clear no, the clear limits, and that can be again for us in our own parenting, which may be a loving limit where we might say, you know, I'm really not willing for you to to bite or hit, sweetheart, and I'm right here and I'm listening and I'm here to listen to the feelings that underlie that behaviour. So what we're really, really doing when it, we're responding to whether it's our child or a partner or a politician mm -hmm. is, is um, you know, it's really aiming and increasing our capacity to stay in that true centered power rather than go into powerlessness or power over. Yes, yes. That uh, which sovereignty is a word I use a lot. Uh, and, yes. and, and that is my sense of what you're describing is, is both a sense of sovereignty as, as an adult, but also like the seeds of that for, for the children to be their own sovereign beings. Like that's how you yes. grow into that. Yes, I love that. And to me, sovereignty is really, you know, is about agency and autonomy and choice mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, being respected in that, that, you know, right from birth and even in utero that you know, human beings have you know such clear needs don't they for agency and choice mm, and mm -hmm. you know that that's our deepest connection with who we really are i think that's that and i think that's why powerlessness feels so painful i, I wonder if mm. you agree is that i think uh, our agency and our autonomy really connects us in with, with our will which is our which is the deepest sense of who we really are as an as an individual Hmm. And I, I wonder if that's how it links to sovereignty. Mm -hmm. I ha I haven't thought of it in that way, but but I think you're absolutely right. I I think you're absolutely right. Hmm. 
so wonderful to get to share ideas isn't it and you know i'd love to hear yes. more anything more that you want to say about this because yeah loving the conversation <laughs> i know it's so it's so rich and it 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 does kind of foster new connections and yeah which is part of why i wanted to to have you come on but I don't have more to say on this quite yet, but I frankly would love to hear if you're open to sharing just how yes. how you were drawn to this body of work or what inspired you, because it sounds like you started the learning well before you ever had children of your own. I did, and I'm very grateful to that. And I really see it's like my soul's calling because uh, it was really my birth. I was born 10 weeks prematurely. I was in an wow. incubator for, for five weeks. and Wow. And I, I had quite a few separation experiences in my childhood as well. So by mm -hmm. the time I was a teenager, I was so scared. I was so quiet and mm. you know, I was quite in quite a lot of emotional pain. And it really, mm -hmm. I just had this really strong calling. I want to understand why I am the way I am. <laughs> and yes. I want to I feel more comfortable in myself. And so that's what took me to the degree in psychology, the PhD. Then I also trained in my 20s whilst I was working in academia. In, I trained in, as a psychotherapist and psychosynthesis. And, and I really immersed myself in, in all of this inner healing, 10 years of uh, individual therapy, mm -hmm. loads of different things before I became a mother. And I'm so incredibly grateful that I did mm -hmm. do that because it was mm -hmm. such, a, such a wonderful foundation for, for becoming a mother. And, and I just think it's so, when we do become a mother, it's so often that invitation for transformation and it's such a big thing to be holding, not only aiming to support our children, but also all our inner children that inevitably will show up. So I'm really grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful I had a little bit of a head start on, on the inner children part. <laughs> yes, because they can be a handful <laughs> they, can be, they can cry very loudly and you know we it's not only one of them we have them at every different age so there's you know it's a lot so i really want to acknowledge you know all parents for the bigness of the journey when we're aiming to do that with consciousness what a huge thing it is and so challenging and hard at times particularly in a culture that really doesn't value parenting or mothering and, and doesn't understand how crucially important it is for for, our, for humanity really yes and i think about just i don't know what it's like in your culture because i'm here in the states and i i know you're in australia but yes. parents often are it's pretty solitary like the there there's not community built into the experience of motherhood you can create it you can find it but by and yes. large it's parents living alone in the home with their children yes uh, and again i really think this is like an offshoot of this domination paradigm because i don't mm -hmm. i really don't think we're designed to live like this do you i think we're designed mm -hmm. to live in community with you know lots of parents all hanging out together all different ages Yes. from the elders to the babies you know it just yeah i think so much of what's hard about this is because it's you know it's so much about the cultural piece which i think it might so important to understand that piece that when we're having a hard time well of course because mm -hmm. how, how how is this going to be easy living in nuclear families and all of the things so 
Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And to be able to, if there were a setup where when you needed a moment to tend to yourself, you could put yes. your children in the care of a loving other adult. And sometimes both parents need that. So it's, it's a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. Exactly. I mean, it's just, and I actually think, you know, because I think we're designed to have multiple secure attachments. And actually, mm -hmm. I remember a couple of years ago when I realized that actually a lot of the powerlessness I think we can feel as mothers and probably dads as well too is, is because of the culture. Because I remember when my children were younger, I was often at home on my own with the two of them. And, you know, if, I, if we were running out of food and I wanted to go to the shops to go and buy some food and get in the car then of course I needed to take them with me because they were too little. Mm -hmm. I was not going to leave them at home alone. <laughs> needed to get them into the car, into car seats, you know, all of those things. And, you know, just to see so much of the powerlessness is actually created by the culture that we live in. Because, you know, mm -hmm. if we did li live in a, in a group-based culture and maybe we'd be going off, you know, picking the berries or going off to market or whatever it was, our children would have multiple people that they were securely attached with, that they would be hanging out with and we could you know, just go off and do that. So mm. I think it's really helpful to see that this culture not only, you know, practically really creates powerlessness, but also um, psychologically creates powerlessness mm. because of, you know, the, the conditioning and the ways we, um, you know, we've brought, been brought up to perceive ourselves, I think. I agree. And I, I'm also, I'm thinking about, so I have a niece and a nephew who are younger. They're five and eight at this point, but I, I'm thinking about yes. the whole car seat issue. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> yes. you have car seats, but willingness, yes. children, yes. and car seats, not yes. always, doesn't always go no, together. Exactly. And I think also car seats can the way I like to see it as well, that things that appear to be difficult in the here and now can often be because they are opportunities for us to feel feelings that mm. are about the past. And I think mm. the children who do so often feel powerless, even if we aim to give them choice and autonomy, is it's a car seat is almost like the epitome of it, isn't it? Because they're not yes. only they're in the car seat, they can't move, they don't have choice and autonomy, they're in the car which we have control over, we're choosing where it goes. I mean, mm -hmm. just the, 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 it's, it's such a, almost like an archetypal experience is now of powerlessness. <laughs> and so any past feelings of powerlessness, any unexpressed frustration or rage, uh, any you know, past feelings of not getting to choose and have autonomy are likely to show up around the car seat. So having that understanding can help us so that we can Mm. Uh, you know, the more we can listen to their feelings of, of frustration, their tantrums, their crying, the more we can give them choice and autonomy in other parts of their lives. And the more we can, um, so there's another part of aware parenting, which is called attachment play. And mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. can, we can also play power reversal games, which also help them release feelings of powerlessness through laughter. So, you know, for example, with the car seat, those are all different ways that we can support our children so that the car seat becomes about the car seat and not also helping them remember, you know, all these other past experiences mm. of, of powerlessness. Yes. So I know just what you were referring to in terms of the play. I, when my daughter was about two and a half or three, we um, yes. started learning about 
the parenting through connection work and what was at that point they called special time. And yes. I think you have a similar, it's similar practice, but maybe a different name that you use. But that was such a powerful technique that I have shared with multiple parents who've come after me because yes exactly what yeah exactly what Yay. you're saying <laughs> Yay, so wonderful yeah so yeah so uh, aware parenting is is one of my background pieces mm -hmm. and it's very similar to parenting by connection it's uh, yeah just different founders and different names and different nuances but very similar mm -hmm. in its its core concepts and yeah isn't it a wonderful thing to know that actually play is profoundly therapeutic and that we can use it in really tangible ways to help children release those feelings of powerlessness and feel more powerful in their bodies so they are more willing to then uh, willing to cooperate with us yes and can you describe just briefly the kind of the the structure around the what is the name that that you call it i know oh i was uh, taught attachment play yes attachment play, attachment yes. play. Can, can you do just a brief yes. yeah well so attachment plays from aware parenting it's, it's part of it the other part is listening to to crying and raging mm -hmm. and it's also a um, attachment form of attachment parenting too so the the play part is really the understanding that children release um, accumulated feelings of powerlessness and fear and frustration and so on through through games, through play and through laughter. And they are constantly trying to do that. So whether that's, you know, getting silly and goofy before bedtime or um, you know, running around the house and, and playing silly games when they get home from school. <laughs> they're, they're actually using, they're trying to, to um, get us to cooperate with that natural forms of, those natural forms of play. And there are nine different types that can be used. It's all power reversal games are one of them. Mm. Present time is, is similar to special time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's really about us understanding how to cooperate with those, those natural mechanisms that they have to feel relaxed, to release stress from their body to be able to co cooperate all of those things so power reversal games are one of those types and in power reversal games we're basically playing for that period of time we're playing the less powerful one and we get them to we invite them to be the more powerful one so that might be um they're they're chasing us around the house and we pretend to keep falling over and saying you know oh you're not going to catch me are you and they're running around and they're, <laughs> they're getting and they get to laugh and they get to release through mm. their laughter the feelings of being smaller and not having as much power and yeah. all of those things. So there, you know, there are particular games that we can play to support children and to really understand their natural wisdom that we don't mm -hmm. often understand in, in other parenting paradigms that they're trying, you know, when they're, when they're getting really rambunctious before bed, they're not fighting sleep they're actually trying to use that natural relaxation mechanism and if we if we really understand that and cooperate with them they then can feel more relaxed <laughs> then they mm -hmm. can sleep more easily yes that that is huge so yes. if if someone wanted to learn more about the aware parenting and in your work in particular is it yes i, I know you're you post on social media in a few places but yes do you have courses you offer or yes i have a gazillion courses <laughs> <laughs> a gazillion okay i have quite a few courses on my website marionrose.net 
and also you know a lot of them are on aware parenting and also i have you know things on power and powerlessness and all different stuff but also if you want to look at um alita salter's work who developed aware parenting her website is uh, awareparenting.com mm-hmm. okay yeah so awareparenting.com and i know that you had you've made a very generous offer for our listeners uh, that you wanted to share with us. So it's your powerlessness, power over and power within parenting masterclass. Yes. Can you tell us about that? And I I know there's a coupon Mm. for that. So yes, yes, yes. Well, it's really, um, I'm just talking about all of these things in more detail and Mm -hmm. really with understanding power over powerlessness and power with in parenting and how to support ourselves in uh in actually feeling more of that that true inner power and what to do what to do if we are feeling powerless or we're going into power over so it's really a supportive um understanding to help us be uh more in our own power which really supports our children to stay in their own power or their own sovereignty in your words Yes. And the, the thing which the, let me just say before I say yes. my comment, but the, <laughs> so the link for this free masterclass is in, it's on the website podcast episode page. So if you're listening to this on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify, you can go to my website, revolutionaryheart.com to the podcast page to, to access the link to Marion's masterclass. So I want to say that, but, but the thing that struck me when you were describing really all of this is that it's power with heart. It's like power with an open heart, which is in my opinion, what we're moving into is what we're called to. And it's, it's what we as mothers have the capacity to help foster yes (laughs) i so agree i so agree and to me that's you know that i have a bigger paradigm of psychospiritual parenting which is Mm -hmm. all that lovingness lovingness and willingness and to me that's you know our true power is deeply you know love and will are at at their heart interconnected so i so Mm -hmm. agree with you it's all about deep unconditional love and Mm -hmm. true power and that the bringing together of those and I think that's what we are being called to as women and as mothers and I I so agree with you that I think that's you know what we're here to to help uh, with on a bigger picture level as well not only for ourselves and our children but for this beautiful planet that we live on yes yes So often I ask my guests if there was something, some bit of wisdom they would share with their uh, younger version of themselves from from their (laughs) point of view now, what it might be. So do do you have anything? I know you have a strong connection to your younger selves already, so you may have done this countless times, but today from what we've been discussing, uh i think it'd be something like everything everything is there's nothing wrong not doing anything wrong that Mm. everything that you're doing in your journey is all exactly part of the course so 
yeah. I, I would probably have my just to say to her I love you exactly as you are and just keep going <laughs> mm. you're gonna get there something like that <laughs> you're gonna get well, there. you already are there you already are there so just keep going you're, you're on you're, you're on the path you're on the path and it, it's all just going to get clearer and clearer as you keep going <laughs> awesome yeah so my my one last piece i want to ask because if there are listeners that that with the powerless maybe sometimes have those moments where they just feel like I just can't do it or I maybe they yes. have trauma or hardship in their past and they, and they just feel broken in some way and I, I know you don't believe they're broken but but what would you say to someone who has those moments of struggle I would say I love you unconditionally and I really hear how hard it is. And there is nothing wrong with you, sweetheart. There's nothing mm. wrong with you. Mm. Beautiful, Marianne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to say, I'm so glad that you are joyfully sharing this work because I really believe it is evolutionary you know it's trans it's transformational revolutionary work <laughs> that you're doing oh thank you lovely i'm so touched so touching and so honoring what you're doing so it means so much to me to hear that from you thank you mm, my pleasure yes so i'm i'm thrilled you could be here with us today and i don't know if there's anything else that you would like to to say or share or name before we bring this to a close? Hmm, I, I really want to acknowledge and appreciate everyone who's listening and to say, I really acknowledge all that you're doing and so appreciate you and send you so much love. Mm. And I think what comes to mind that I would add, and I believe you would probably agree with me, is it's never too late so even if you're a grandmother yes. or a great grandmother yes. you can still yes. oh yes yeah yes 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 yeah uh, a little story there my mum is 88 and mm -hmm. you know we've been on a long journey since my birth <laughs> as, as I was showing earlier and just even just the continual transformation that happens in our relationship and the things that she keeps shifting and she's 88 and I just think it's absolutely I totally agree with you never ever too late to mm. to take the next step absolutely and to find that sense of empowerment and sense of love coexisting is uh, yes. at any age or stage <laughs> yes 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 such a big yes <laughs> all right I, Go I love how you said that the coexistence of empowerment and, and love yes mm -hmm. such a big yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i think we're on the same page there marion <laughs> we so are <laughs> yes all right so i want to just reaffirm that to get information on marion's work you can go to marionrose.net she's also on instagram and facebook both of which is under just your name, correct? Marion Rose? Yes, uh, Instagram is underscore Marion underscore Rose underscore. And on Facebook, it's Marion Rose Transformation Through Mothering. 
Wonderful. Okay, and I will post those again on the web page show notes for this episode to have all those links if people want to connect with you. And I want to thank you for being oh. with us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I've so enjoyed it and so enjoyed getting to know you more. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. It was my pleasure. And I want to thank you, our dear listeners, for being here with us today. And as always, I want to remind you until next time to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts.